Tuesday, March 23rd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. With me today, the one and only Ron Gross. Thanks for being wow. here. Thank you for having me, Chris. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we're going to play another round of buy, sell, or hold. We're look I, I at what's happening this game. in the business news through the lens of buy, sell, or hold. And we'll start with Zoom Video, which needs no introduction, but uh, <laughs> Zoom Video has had amazing success over the past year. And now the company, reportedly, is going to start selling their video conferencing technology so that other companies can embed it in their own products. So, Ron, buy, sell, or hold Zoom's new licensing idea being a success. Boy, oh boy. I'm going to buy this, but it won't be easy. It won't be without competition. As you say, they're going to embed their own products into other companies uh, so to allow for, for, for uh, video technology um, functionality. Um, Zoom will be paid on a permanent basis with the first 10,000 minutes each month free. Um, and so in general, I, th I think this is a good idea, right? Video is, is currently and will be embedded in everything from telemedicine to social media to so many other things. So that makes sense, but it does put them even more so directly in competition with the big boys. And that is of consequence. So Amazon has a partnership with Slack uh, to bring uh, its video conferencing tools called Chime directly into the chat app. Um, I'm not sure what the Salesforce acquisition of Slack means for that partnership, but that's one example. Uh, Zoom would also <laughs> compete with Twilio that provides communication software for businesses. Um, they'll go head to head even more so with Microsoft, which offers similar features in Teams software. And I also think it's important to note that there is an open source video conferencing technology called WebRTC, which is HIPAA compliant and is that kind of compliance is required for things such as telemedicine. Um, and that's open source. It's supported by Apple, Google, Microsoft, Mozilla, and Opera software. Um, and that is something very interesting to, to keep an eye on as well. Uh, finally, I think I will add that if Zoom is doing this because they're concerned that they're going to start anniversarying really high growth numbers and they're worried about coming in at decelerated growth. They're worried about Wall Street. They're worried about investors. That's a bad reason to do anything. If, if so be it, you know, the growth was artificially high because of COVID. There's nothing wrong with it coming down to more normal. Now, having said that, if it's a good business decision and they think this makes sense, then go for it. As I said, I think I'm a buy on this, but don't do it because you're worried about Wall Street. I'm going to attempt to play mind reader and uh, guess that they're doing this for the right reasons. I mean, it seems like a logical move. There is, and you and I were talking about this earlier today, there is a version of this where um, it dilutes the product, it, it sort of goes bad. I mean, it's this is uh, even worse than an apples to oranges comparison. But it's, you know, one thought I had when I was reading this story in the Wall Street Journal was about the way some fashion retailers go a discount route, right. and then it just sort of dilutes their brand. And we, you know, we we saw that with Michael Kors and others. But, but I I, I think yeah, I think you got to buy it um, at, at least in terms of like this initiative. Yeah, and you won't see the brand, right? That that's kind of the point. It'll be um, it'll be opaque or, or it won't be visible to the user that so and so company is actually using Zoom technology to 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 enable video conferencing. So 
unless as long as the technology holds up um, and people don't start complaining, I don't think there will be a dilution because it won't be branded Zoom. Microsoft is in talks to buy Discord, which is a video game chat messaging platform. And reportedly, Microsoft is looking at spending more than $10 billion to buy Discord. Uh, some, however, believe Discord is more likely to go public than sell itself. So, buy, sell, or hold Microsoft making this deal happen. Okay, interesting how you phrase that. So, I'm going to say buy that it happens, but I'm going to say hold that I'm not sure I would want it to happen as a Microsoft shareholder. Um, but it sounds like it's going to get done for as, as, as the reporting looks to be around $10 billion. Um, they reached out to a lot of potential buyers, Microsoft being one of them. Discord raised $140 million in December at a $7 billion valuation. So this would be a nice premium to the last raise. It's really viewed, I think, as a strategic asset. It connects game companies with their biggest fans in audio and text chat communities. Um, so when you're gaming, you can audio and text chat uh, with others in, in your same community. They have 140 million monthly active users. They monetize by getting you to upgrade to their Nitro subscription service, but many use it for free. Um, their claim to fame is that it's high quality audio, but it has competition from Clubhouse, which I keep hearing more and more about. Um, so we, we can't ignore that. I think um, Successful IBOs from like Roblox and, and Playtica, if I'm pronouncing that right, has put gaming even more in focus, like it needed to be more in focus. But um, from a, a capital raise, from an IPO perspective, these these companies are pretty hot right now. It might be too early for them to go public. Um, the Wall Street Journal reported that in 2020, they had about $130 million in revenue up uh, from $45 million the year before, so great growth, but still relatively small, not yet profitable. So maybe an acquisition is, is the way to go. Um, a, a potential acquirer like Microsoft, Amazon, Twitter, Google um, makes sense, but what happens is Discord right now can be used uh, across platforms. If Microsoft acquires it, it will pr likely only be used for Microsoft's platform. Um, and I think that is a concern to some, um, that it will then only be narrowly used across one gaming platform. But uh, I think, you know, Microsoft can certainly afford it. It's, it's not cheap. $10 billion is real money, but Microsoft certainly has the balance sheet to get that done. Yeah, it, it really does seem like a situation where if Microsoft wants this, they're going to be able to make it happen. I think they have somewhere in the neighborhood of $75 billion in cash on the balance sheet. Um, even if they up this a couple billion, it would still be half of what they paid for. You know, you think about the acquisitions they made of, of things like LinkedIn and right. Skype and, uh, you know, so uh, it seems like they could make it happen. It was interesting. Right before we started recording, I just went onto Twitter. Just to see, just mm -hmm. to sort of be like, what are, are people talking about this? And uh, the gaming community that I saw on Twitter is not happy at the prospect of a platform that they really enjoy being on, uh, being in the hands of Microsoft. So right. uh, you know that that would be priority one for Microsoft is making sure that they either work with the Discord team, uh, keep them in house to make sure that people understand. No, 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 we're going to take care of this. We're not going to ruin the thing that you love. Um, but that well, you have to be on the Microsoft platform, or otherwise it goes away for you. 
I, now I'm I, now I really understand your. I'm buying that they make this happen, but I'm holding <laughs> holding whether or not it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, last month, GameStop's CFO stepped down. Today, the company announced that Chief Customer Officer Frank Hamlin is resigning at the end of the month. And the timing is interesting, Ron, because GameStop reports fourth quarter earnings after the closing bell today. So we'll go with the stock here. Buy, sell, or hold GameStop's fourth quarter report beating expectations. Oof, oof. Uh, adjusted expectations because there's going to be charges all over the place, COVID and other and other reason related. Um, I'm going to say they will beat. I'm, you know, this is just for fun because we're not too hyper focused on on whether companies um, beat on a quarter or not. But I think it's important to note that consensus estimates have been steadily falling since October. So if you had asked me this question in October, I might have said sell. I think the the numbers look too high. Now they're looking. The consensus is a um, dollar thirty five per share. Um, in earnings, which is only $88 million on $2.2 billion in revenue. I, th- I think that seems reasonable. I- I'd have to obviously dig in real uh, significantly more from a modeling perspective to-, to say for sure. But since earnings have-, have come down to earth, estimates have come down to earth, I think it's possible. I think more importantly for the stock is going to be what they say about the future, right? So activists have recently come in. Uh, taken over, I believe, three board seats. The Chewy co-founder, Ryan Cohen, is there. They are being tasked with transforming GameStop into an e-commerce-focused business. There's a transformation committee that is tasked with doing so. Um, so that's, people are, investors are going to want, forget about the Reddit community for a minute, just r- regular investors are going to want to hear about the strategic plan um, for that. And at $14 billion dollars, in market cap right now, boy, oh boy, that better be a good plan. Otherwise, why why would you need to take uh, take a position in this company at a fourteen billion dollar valuation? As you said, interesting um, that two uh, executives have left. The CFO appears to have been pushed out a, a month ago. Uh, Frank Hamlin now resigning. Um, Perhaps the activist investors um, are, are kind of clearing house and, and not finished yet. The the one thing they said is that uh, Hamlin is leaving with, quote, good reason, close quote, which under his employment contract includes provisions such as a cut in pay or a material diminution of his authority, duties, and responsibilities. So perhaps um, he left on his own accord, but for good reason. Yeah, it's re- you look at these two departures. Anytime you have two, ex- you know, C-suite executives leaving within a month of each other, particularly in the wake of new management coming in, it's like, all right, did they just clash? Are they pushed out? Is this a, a like a Bed Bath and Beyond situation when Mark Tritton took over and basically just cleaned house yeah. because he said, "Look, I'm the CEO. I've got a plan. You and you people are not a part of it." Um, so. There, there is a version of this that that can work out um, in terms of you know Ryan Cohen, um, you know all the success he had at Chewy. Um, so there is a there's also a version where two employees at the C-suite level decide no 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 this is this isn't going to work. And by the way, my stock is worth more, so I'm going to leave now. Yep, that could be. As a, a former activist investor, I, I've seen this play out. 
new folks come in, the business is really changing significantly from what it was to what it will be. And you need to change at the top to execute that or, or to make the directors feel comfortable that the right people are in place to execute. And maybe on both sides, you know, some of the employees are disgruntled and they're more than happy to take their much more expensive ball and go home, as you said, with the stock price being at $190 per share. By the way, you mentioned the market cap of GameStop is $14 billion. That's the market cap for Domino's Pizza. <laughs> so, if I, if I give you $14 billion, Ron, would you rather own all of GameStop or all of Domino's Pizza? <laughs> Not even close, my friend. Domino's all the way. Ron Gross, thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Lots of fun. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So, don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show's mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.